Lisa and I got into the car to go pick up KG. When we picked him up to record this series of stories, right away he warned us that he was on call. If a shooting should take place, he'd need to hit the road and be there for any family or neighborhood affected. Talk about an eye-opening conversation. We began to get the picture that these calls were all but rare, like tragedy was on his speed dial. We wondered about the many who live with the threat of violence on a daily basis. Even though a lot of times the children that, and I have to, I have to say this, you guys, there's a difference in the neighborhood and the hood. The children that grow up in, in, a, in, in the hood see bad things all the time. They see death, they see shootings, you know, they can continue to play uh, ride on their big wheel or their or tricycle or whatever while guns are, are being shot. They know who's doing it. Oh, that's the 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 vice lord, or that's the crypt, or that's the blood, or whatever. They, they they know little kids because this is all they've ever seen and heard. is that that's this what they see um i have to allow them to see something else i have to come as um you know that's minister kg wilson right there they know me they know that i'm not a part of none of that that i'm letting them know that that is wrong the things they're celebrating that are wrong now you're hearing from me that this is wrong and that we have to teach you different. And there's, there's an embracing, and there's love and care there. You know what I mean? I have time, I'm coming. I'm probably gonna hug you, you better run. You know what I mean? <laughs> the game makers know this. You know what I mean? The drug dealer, whoever there knows that this guy will come up and hug me, he's not scared of me. I'm trying to make this face. Does he know I have a gun on me? K.G. Wilson's life is one of those stories. You know, the kind where God turns painful, harsh circumstances upside down and inside out until the person is transformed with deep passion for him and his people. He shares that his childhood was full of brokenness, torture, and messages that labeled him as worthless. So it's little surprise that he ended up homeless, longing for a sense of family and a place to belong. Initially, that longing landed him in a street gang and an entangled trap of drugs and violence. At the bottom of a pit of depression, he awoke to squirrels running across his body as he laid on a park bench. 
in desperation, he cried out to God, who delivered him from the bondages holding his soul hostage. That's when KG instantly knew his life was meant for something else. Today, his life is dedicated to reaching out to those who are trapped, much as he had been. He takes it to the streets, particularly places that most of us avoid. These streets are littered with drugs, prostitution, poverty, and violence. In contrast, KG delivers God's story of hope, where things seem anything but hope-filled. However, his personal story is evidence that God still is in the business of miracles. When tragedy does strike the local community, KG often makes a, a call to come together in prayer and solidarity. We open this episode with KG giving us a tutorial on these street vigils. Welcome to Long Story Short Podcast, the audio show that invites ordinary people to tell their stories about an extraordinary God who shows up in their hopes, dreams, disappointments, and victories. Turn over the page of your own story and discover who the real hero is. You paid the price for all the world to see. And for those who choose you now, Shalom. 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 Oh, I wish they would all see. Vigils are actually, people do them differently. Mm -hmm. For me, uh, it is a place for uh, coming together, uh, consoling each other, family members consoling each other. Um, vigils for me are community-based. A lot of time it's not just for the victim and the victim's mm -hmm. family, uh, it's for the community also. Mm -hmm. And I've had to explain that over the years because if someone's loved one is shot or killed in front of your house, even though it was that family and that person's victim, it happened in front of your house. Mm -hmm. It happened in front of your neighbor's house. So the whole community just had a shooting and a killing right in their community. Mm -hmm. And so when I do uh, the vigils, it's for healing and comfort uh, to the community and to the families. Mm -hmm. And I'm always looking at the young people. When the young people... Uh, have to see some type of respond be behind a tragedy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so uh, if they don't see a respond behind a tragedy, it's like, okay, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Right. That's nothing great. happened behind that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, so I, I want them to understand that even though a lot of times the children that, and I have to, I have to say this, you guys, there's a difference in the neighborhood and the hood. Mm -hmm. The children that grow up in, in, a, in, in a hood, see bad things all the time mm -hmm. and they grow up from the age of uh, of five years old to 15 mm -hmm. to 20 um used to seeing it mm -hmm. they're 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 used mm -hmm. to it you know it's just like a part of their surrounding they see death they see shootings you know they can continue to play 
uh, ride on their big wheel or their mm -hmm. tricycle or whatever yeah. while guns are, are being shot. And so they're used to it. Oh, that, that's a 9 millimeter. They know. That's a 22. Mm -hmm. They know who's doing it. Oh, that's the... The, the vice lords or that's the crypts or that's the bloods or whatever. They, they, they know, little kids, because this is all they've ever seen and heard. Uh, people selling drugs and drug addicts and people just all around. This is what they see all the time. And so with me knowing this is that this, this is what they see, um, I have to allow them to see something else. I have to come as, um, you know, that's Minister KG. Wilson right there. They know me. They know that I'm not a part of none of that, that mm -hmm. I'm letting them know that that is wrong. Because there's a lot of people, because they're doing wrong, will never tell the children this is wrong. Mm -hmm. They can't because then that will mean they're wrong. So I have to come in, even if it's just me by myself, I have to come in fearless, not caring about making a friend to you or them, but to trying to save their lives. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have to come in that way. Like, listen, here I am. Here I am, you know what I mean? And uh, when you see me show up, there's gonna be, you'll hear me, I'm gonna bring the bullhorn. You'll hear a different kind of music. Mm -hmm. You've been listening to gangster rap mm -hmm. in the home, outside the home, in the car, blaring outside. You hear it on the block. Mm -hmm. But when Minister KG pulls up, mm -hmm. there's a different type of, now people are crying. Mm -hmm. People are, are humble, people are being prayed for. This is what you're seeing now. You know what I mean? I'm speaking differently than what they're speaking about. The things they're celebrating that are wrong. Now you're hearing from me that this is wrong and that we have to teach you different. And there, there's an embracing and there's love and care there. You know what I mean? I have time. I'm coming. I'm probably going to hug you. You better run. You know what I mean? <laughs> the game makers know this. You know what I mean? The drug dealer, whoever there knows that this guy will come up and hug you. He's not scared of me. I'm trying to make this face. Does he know I have a gun on me? Mm. You know what I mean? Yes, I know you have one on you. That's not for me. That's not for me. I know the hurt. And so when I do the vigils, they know already when I come. A lot of times I'm by myself. So what people think, I believe, is... And some of these really violent, dangerous neighborhoods that got your gangs, all this, like, wow, who is this guy? He's not afraid to come over here. They're looking like, where's the other people? He just walks up. How you doing? How you doing? God bless you, brother. God bless you. Without judgment or anything, man, I know what's going on here. I've been there, done that. I am a special forces soldier, frontline soldier for the Lord, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm coming into enemy line because I look at the people that are there as POWs. Mm -hmm. And I'm coming in to get somebody. I may not be able to save and rescue them all, but I am bringing somebody out alive. Yeah. That's the, the mission right there for me. So a lot of times the vigils, uh, 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 are the places where people are hurting, people are angry. Mm -hmm. I know what's in the mindset of retaliation. Because if you don't have Christ or know uh, the, what Christ promised us, you know what I mean? The, it, God And how God said, vengeance is mine. Why did he say that? Because he knows that the enemy is going to put something in your life that's going to take you to the place of having resentments and anger and want to retaliate. 
Some of you will lose your job. Some of you will end up losing your children, your families, because of that hurt. And sometimes it comes from the grief. And a lot of times, uh, uh, a lot of the people in, in most of the hoods that I've lived with doesn't, don't know how to deal with grief. Mm -hmm. Their grief is only anger. And the, the youth that I see today, uh, their way of dealing with grief is instant gratification. And that instant gratification comes from the drugs and the alcohol. Mm -hmm. As soon as they, something that hurts them, they don't want to feel nothing. They don't want to deal with any. So they, they, they quickly to rolling up a blunt. They got to get some, some, some weed. They call it loud today. And they got to get some alcohol or pop some pills. Something to, to, to get away from it. So there's no healing there. Mm -hmm. They just put a Band-Aid on it. You know, there's no healing. And so uh, they haven't dealt with that. And uh, Then, uh, like how us as young men, I don't know if it was for you, but as me growing up as a young man, we were taught as young boys not to cry, never cry. If you cry, you're soft. If you cry, you're a punk. You're a chump, you know. You're weak or whatever. And so what happens is, with, with that is, we grow up believing that. And we've never released. And so I tell people over the years, and I've done a video, and I hope uh, that people can probably go on YouTube and pull it up. It's called Teardrops. I think it's a pretty powerful video. Me and my little cousin, Monty Jackson, uh, did this video, and uh, we did a song first, and then it goes into me sitting down speaking about teardrops and, and how powerful they are, they are and why God put them in, a, in, a, in, a, in our eyes. And um, what I found out uh, was that I noticed that tears, teardrops, are the only thing that comes out of the body that's clean. Hmm. If, if you start crying and a tear comes down your face, you don't care if it gets in your mouth. You don't be like, oh, my God, a tear, that's gross. You know? No, it's clean. Hmm. So... When I talk to the young people who have been misinformed like I was in the past about uh, 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 it's not okay to cry, I, I understand that, that, that God put these tears in our eyes as a way of release, to release pressure, the pressures of life that's going to come on, whether it's grieving or, or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Hurt, that, that, those tears, that's submission, you're submitting. Mm -hmm. Like, God, I'm hurting, this thing hurted me. Mm -hmm. But what happened those lies and the misinformation caused uh, our young people and, I, and me in the past to not cry and to become angry. When really we were hurting, grieving or whatever, and, 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 but we, 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 we masked it with anger. And that's why you see a lot of uh, the young people today so violent because they don't want to show emotions. You know, they don't want to feel that. If somebody sees them crying, they're soft and they're going to take advantage of them mm -hmm. or whatever. And so and so that's that's what happens with a lot of us. But um, like uh, I say, uh, you know, um, if they don't release that pressure, it will come out in a, in, in a, a negative way. Mm -hmm. And it'll come out in anger. And, um, you know, it's just uh, uh, tearing and, and, and crying is one of the most, powerful things we can do uh, next to forgiving, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and so uh, uh, Jesus wept, right. you know what I mean? And so, you know, there's so many different things today. Like I, I'm probably one of the most emotional people. A lot of people don't know it because they haven't seen like, you know, 
uh, right up in their face, but I'm one of the most emotional people because I see it. I see and I need to, to be able to help my people along with the prayers uh, that I, I have to let God know that God, what happened to that family is hurting me. Yeah. I need you. I can't do everything, but you can do all things. Yeah. And, and I'm hurting, it hurt me, and I need your help to help this family and help these people and to bring some change, uh, to, to help make uh, this once neighborhood that has been turned into a hood back into a neighborhood. Mm. Whatever you have to do, God. Yeah. You know, what can I do? What can you give me to say? Or, or how, what kind of presence can I be there to, you know, uh, get these people to to bring some change? Because uh, the, the young people without the guidance of their eldership and uh, without uh, that spiritual foundation yeah. that we must have from Christ are doomed. And and um, if you notice, since the 80s, all you hear about is young people and babies dying now. Yeah. Grandma is, is burying the grandchildren, going to their funeral. Instead of how we came up, we went to grandma's. Right. All the funerals were of the old elders who have gotten old now. Grandma's dead. Grandpa's dead. That's supposed to happen. Not babies, uh, newborn babies and 16 months old and three, four, five-year-old shot and all this. I mean, come on now. Come on now. You know that's not that's not uh, how things are supposed to be and, and that allows us to understand that there is a serious problem there. Yeah. There's a serious problem. So, so you know, I don't know how that went off into from – the question with the vigils, but that that is uh, what happens with the vigils. I see it as just a, a healing ground. Some people can't make it to funerals, and some people don't do funerals. Yeah. But like I said, um, that respond. What was the respond when a kid is uh, sitting on his bike and he's riding, and then all of a sudden at three o'clock there's this vigil, and he sees this guy pull up, and he's getting, he's bringing these balloons, and he's like, okay, he knows in his mind. Uh, uh, day day before yesterday. There was police all over the place. Yeah. And there was yellow tape and there was a body laying on the ground. Okay, what happened after that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's wondering what's gonna happen after that. And so this is what he's seen happen after that. That there was a response that people were hurting and there was somebody who came to comfort them and to show them love and to tell them that. Christ loves them and adores them and he needs them to come out from among them and be separate so that he can protect them and save them from what is going there down there because there are some people who have demonic possession mm-hmm. going on inside of them and 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 they are going to die yeah because the uh, the enemy has possessed them and tricked them into coming to be a part of his kingdom so he can kill them mm-hmm. but he you know he ain't going to tell him that because he's got to trick him. And so um, God sends people like myself and others to to go there and warn them about uh, his tricks and um, this, the traps that he has set. Right. And I always tell people, uh, you know, that if you ever had a mouse in your house, and uh, I love glue traps. Whoever created that, <laughs> oh, man, that was the awesome. And because uh, everybody can't set a trap. It's it's not that easy to pull that thing back. People have actually popped their hand. Yeah. But the glue traps, you know, you put on the little glove and pull the thing back and set it down. And then it got something that smelled just like peanut butter. Oh, 
<laughs> that is amazing. And so the thing about a, a trap is, uh, and I use this in this in this uh, parable because Jesus spoke in parables, but uh, to set that trap down. And a lot of people don't know that there's never one mice in your house. That mice that you see is the lookout. He comes out <laughs> to find out where the food is and to see what's going on, see where uh, where uh, where you're sleeping at, where you're at, everything. You know, they know. They know everything. And so then they go back and let the other mice know. All right, this is the time we're going to go do this. You know, when you see the lights go off and it's quiet, let's go. Go to work. So when you set that trap down, there are some mice who have actually had to chew their legs off. Their leg got caught and they got away. And there was some mice who saw other mice go over there and try to get on that trap and get the peanut butter off there, and they were stuck. And so they saw this. So they knew, no, 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 no. But there's always some mice who they think that they are so smart that they can go over there fast enough and get that peanut butter and escape. And the other mice are telling them, no, you better not do it. I'm telling you, Ricky got caught on a trap. <laughs> and yeah, so-and-so tell them, oh, don't do it, man. I'm telling you, you guys are too slow. I can do it. And you have that trap down, and for some reason, ain't no mice got on that trap yet. God, I ain't caught that mice yet. I ain't caught them because you think it's one. And then one day... You just come in there and you look up and there he is on there. Just a shaking. He's stuck. He's stuck. That was the one who wouldn't listen. Did you guys catch it? Mm -hmm. We told you about the traps that were set all over. Whether they was on Broadway, on Lake Street, uh, all this. You have people telling you all the time. Your pastor tells you in the church. They tell you from our testimonies, hey, I was trying to be that slick mice and thought I could get away and I got caught on that glue trap. Yeah. The sad thing about it, uh, some of us have gotten caught on glue traps and got life sentences. Some got caught in the other traps, came down on the neck. found dead at on that trap mm. so our, our, our job uh, is to continue to educate and to uh, to warn our people about the traps that are set to warn our children about the traps that are set and so a lot of times that is the perfect place to do it at is at a, at a vigil mm -hmm. because the example is the uh, the person that was killed. Mm -hmm. Right. Who was caught in a trap? Right. You follow me? Yeah. And so, it's a lot of times it's the perfect place to give it to them. If you can't get this example right here, right. then you're probably not going to get it. You're going to be like that mouse that thinks that he's fast enough. He's fast enough. I can, I can do this. Mm. And so, um, so that's that's what happens with that. And so, um, I'm just I'm just uh, so blessed to be able to be uh, of service and of serving for these 13 years. Uh, like just yesterday I did a, a vigil for the young man who was a 19 year old who's on riding on a bike with his friend and uh, 
come to find out that he didn't even know who the people were. So because he was with the other kid and they knew who he was and had some past experience with the gangs, um, they was chased down and um, they was trying to get him, but shot the other one, man, and killed him. Mm. And so um, everything in life, once you start to read scripture and study scripture and remember it will reveal itself to you because you'll see why this is written. Why God said this, you know, right. and uh, sometimes it's the company you keep. It might not be you or what you're doing. And we hear that a lot of times that it's just because you were you were there with somebody else in a place where you shouldn't have been. And, and I just hurt so much for this family yesterday. I hurt so much. And uh, one of the things I did say that I've seen God allow some good things to happen through bad situations. Mm hmm. And um, I kind of asked the kids yesterday, um, you know, hey, if you're doing drugs, to stop doing drugs and turn your life around. If you're in the gang, get out of the gang. You can make something good come out of this. Maybe it took this mm -hmm. for you to, to change. Yeah. You know, something, uh, something that close to home. You hear about stuff all the time somewhere else. But when it comes close to home or somebody in your family, you're like, wow, mm -hmm. maybe it is time to do that. You know, I tell people to allow the bad situations to turn uh, your your negatives into positives. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's who I am. I'm just somebody who turned my negatives into positive. I don't know if you guys saw the video uh, that I did at the youth conference. Uh, yes. It was called Thinking for Change. Yes. Where I was speaking to, they didn't show the kids. They couldn't do that. Yeah, they, yeah I was at the convention center downtown. Okay. And what I actually wanted to do was, I told them I wanted to do something different they wanted me to come speak to the kids I said what I want to do though is I want to become the kid if you notice I started out talking like the kids I let the kids know I know what's going on inside of you yeah so I, I talked about that you know and uh, and so um, it's uh it, it just it's just it's just uh, it's amazing that um, we, we can't do better if we don't know better and people, we got they got to understand you have to be a parent. And I'm not saying that you have to actually birth children out of you. You have to be a parent. You can be a parent just being a parent because anybody can have children. Mm -hmm. You have people who have children, but they're not parents. They're their friends. Mm -hmm. They need parents. Children are made to be parented. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They have to have parents. Mm -hmm. They can get friends at school or wherever. They, they need parents. Because they, they have to be taught the right way to live. You know, their friends can't, can't do that. Their parents have to do that. And so those that don't have a lot of uh, children that are in the community, and I have to keep saying the hoods where I live, sometimes mom could be on drugs. Uh, so she don't know where the children are. Uh, dad, either he left at birth uh, or he's in prison for selling drugs. So that child is just left to be raised by what's going on in the community if nobody else is doing it. So somebody has to have parenting skills. Mm -hmm. So when that child comes to school, it's, I mean, I hate that to put this on the teachers, but the teachers have, it, it, people don't understand how, uh, how much responsibility and how serious and intense it is for a teacher who has a school that's 
in the hood. Mm -hmm. uh, you follow me? This is something people don't talk about. And that when that child comes to school, they have to be more than just the teacher to teach them the math and or whatever. They have to be a parent to that child. Mm -hmm. come to, it's so much stuff that they have to do with this child. Some kids, kids don't even eat. I mean, sometimes I knew some kids only wanted to come to school just for the food. They wouldn't have nothing to eat if they didn't come to school. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've seen teachers over the years say, we want a raise. I'm like, give them a raise. They have to babysit and be a teacher. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Deal with different mental issues, grief and trauma. A kid that sees shootings and gang. I mean, a kid has to survive leaving out of his home to get to the school. And then survive to, to leaving the school at three o'clock when the bell ring to get home. Yeah. Excuse me. In the in, in in the hood, anything can happen at any time, and that child could lose his life or be beaten up by the bullies and the gangbangers. A lot of people don't really pay attention to this is what what's going on with them. You know, they he just stepped over a dead body this morning coming to school, walking through the yellow tape. So um, teachers, man, if, if, if they hear me, I have so much respect for you. And principals, give those teachers a raise. KG Wilson said it. <laughs> I said it. Give them a raise. Please pay attention to what these teachers have to deal with, mm -hmm. what they have to deal with. And uh, I realized that when I started uh, working and going into the school, speaking to the kids and uh, what the teachers have to deal with sometimes abuse yeah. and these these children don't know any other way but to be disrespectful and and they're uh, like I said they're putting up a mask because they don't want anybody to know who they are or, or how they feel and some kids are not as smart or fast as learners as others so mm -hmm. what they will do and I'm speaking about this not with judgment or just what I seen I was was that kid that that instead of me um, uh, uh, coming to school and kids saying, oh, he's a dummy or he's slow or whatever, I would rather fight or, or you know, or get kicked out of school because I was shamed. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't a bad kid, but I had to put up an image of this because I didn't want kids to tease me about being it. So, you know, I, I, I acted out. Mm -hmm. And so instead of me telling the people that I'm, I'm shamed because I'm slow, I'm scared to ask for help or whatever it is, I acted out. Now I'm known as a kid that that has behavior problems and 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 and, and anger problems, anger issues, and all this one all the time. I'm actually a kid who was told, "Don't cry, mm -hmm. you're punk. Don't act, show feelings and emotions. Be tough. Be you know all the way. You got to be a, a a bad kid or whatever." And so um, I lost out because of that. And uh, I, I, I became a kid that, that, that got titles on himself. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of, instead of positive, they were negative. And so I speak about this stuff today because I feel that it's a part of my testimony and that, that, that I want uh, children, if they're, if they're listening all over the world, to understand that uh, you can't help and help is not going to be available to you unless you open up and let somebody know. Find somebody. Find somebody that you can go into a room with and just, just let it go. Just, you want to cry, you need to find somebody. I've 
hurting. I don't want to be like some of the people my father was or my uncle was or who I was. I want to be somebody. I want to be somebody great, but I'm not smart as the other kids. Can you please help me? Show me how I can make it through this. Is it possible I can do this? And uh, so I share these these different uh personal testimonies and stories because this is something that I went through and this is something that's on the inside that people don't talk about and I shared and I'm gonna say this again is that I remember sharing in the video where I said that people uh, 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 like most children will tell you I need a new pair of shoes mm -hmm. because it's on the outside and they need to dress up the outside a mommy I need my hair done I need my nails done all the stuff that's on the outside but what about the stuff that people can't see that's on the inside, that's not being attentive to, that has caused so many problems. Now you're a kid, you're the best dressed kid in the class, in the school. One of the prettiest kids or handsomest kids in the school. You got the best shoes, best clothes, but your report card, you have the worst grades, you have the worst attendance, mm -hmm. you have the worst behavior. So that means that it's not the outside it's something that's going on on the inside that is really a problem, you know. And so um, I, I just wanted to share that um, and, and hope that somebody hears and, 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 and is somewhere crying and saying that that's me. That's me. And I need to, I need to change. I need to change that. It's not just changing the clothes. They need to change you on the inside. And um, it's just, uh, it just I get emotional thinking about it. Yeah. I get emotional thinking about it. So I don't even know how I got to that place from the, the vigil, but mm -hmm. yeah. We want to thank our guest, K.G. Wilson, for inviting us to listen and learn about the spiritual warfare that is raging in our cities. We have more to share from KG next time on Long Story Short Podcast. are left with scars and some are different you know and uh, but but uh, they're a testimony scars uh, show where we've been but they don't determine where we're going we are more than conquerors that is so powerful and then how he told the disciples when he was leaving you know when they said Jesus what are we gonna do without you and he said, you will do greater works than I. So God knew that this book of instructions was placed here because we came here disassembled, meaning we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So we needed some instructions because we came here disassembled.
Thanks again for listening online. All the podcasts are on the longstoryshortpodcast.com page. And thanks for listening offline on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. These are apps for mobile and tablet devices. You'll find subscription links to those services on the longstoryshortpodcast.com in the right-hand index under subscribe. And thanks for liking, sharing, and favoriting and following on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find links to our Facebook and Twitter also on the longstoryshortpodcast.com page. We hope you'll tune in again and see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.